This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss. And no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips, a complimentary meet and greet service, as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine-hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips. That's off their already reasonable prices. So you've tried the rest, and now try the ones who, in our opinion, are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today. Don't wait if you have an upcoming trip. Book today. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Hello and welcome to an emergency episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick and I'm joined by a special guest this episode, um, a friend of the show, known us for a while. Um, I can't call you co-host anymore, you don't ever turn up, do you? Always working. Always working. Uh, But no, I am gratefully joined by Craig. Craig. How you doing, my man? Oh, mate, I just feel like Disney has just took a big, massive dump this week and dumped all the all the big bad news out in one week. <laughs> and it was like the day after you recorded an epic show with Steve. Steve. Epic Steve. Steve. Yeah, I, I mean, the problem is, this is what I call the After Dark Network effect, right? Because this happens all the time, doesn't it? We record an episode of a podcast and then... By the time the episode actually gets released publicly, some massive news story is broken. That Walt we're going to have to wait dead. another two another two weeks to cover. So yeah, it's it's happened again. Oh my god, it's happened again. So and it's and the thing is, like it, normally, I probably wouldn't have been a, as bothered about this as I am. But it's the fact that we were only talking about this on the last episode. 
and about we were, we were talking about what the prices might be and um you know what it might involve and all of this and then you know less than 12 hours later boom dump here it comes boom. bollock oh yeah so yeah it, it you know it, it i think warranted an emergency get together um yeah. and and they've given us a lot of information right a hell of a lot of information a hell of a lot of information what are you drinking anyway uh just cherry pepsi max i wasn't prepared well, for this i've got pinot grigio jesus christ i know after freezer <laughs> in a pint glass it's the scouse way it's the scouse <sighs> way um covid yeah have you have you, have you subscribed to a um, delta plus yet no i'm, I'm gonna hold off oh, it's only five pound 99 a month yeah i know but i pay for so many other variants already <laughs> That I just don't want to pay for another. If I'm completely honest, oh, I can't not, wait though. Not even, not even joking, right? But because um, we we weren't going to talk about this the other day because it's more of a, a universal thing. But um, uh, what's Comcast doing? Oh, they're lo- they're launching Peacock on Sky, aren't they? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then today it, uh, they they announced that Paramount Plus is also being launched next year in the UK, and it, it will probably also be sold through sky oh so i can't swear it's this and this is a don't, one swear I can't swear. don't swear too much no no i don't want to lose our pg rating because we are massive in india and as soon as you drop an f-bomb in india the indian government comes down on you like a ton of bricks absolutely so we can't we can't allow it to happen but i mean it's yeah. just getting it's just getting a bit mad in it uh all these new streaming services from the states it's going to cost more than Sky soon um, to have all that crap. But anyway, um, oh, I've got to mention, because it's the start of the show. So um, my brother um, reminded oh, my me brother, just this evening, actually, he just reminded me of this, that I've mentioned him going to America at least uh, four times on the last four episodes of Disney Parks and Beyond. And I thought it would be an absolute travesty if I didn't mention it for a fifth time. Um, that by, this, by the time this episode is out publicly, he will be up in the air. So uh, going to America. Now, just to just to clarify, because we did speak some about this yesterday, the reason he is able to go so easily to America when the rest of us can't is because of uh, his his wife uh, and the fact that um, you know her side of the family are all American because that's where she comes <sighs> from. And obviously, the kids American are, family. I think the kids have got dual citizenship. I'm not entirely sure, actually. I've never Did they talk half Cockney, off New York? Oh, hey, Nick. Oh, it's Uncle Nick. How are you, Nick? Do you want a coffee? A vegan coffee? Well, I mean, no. Um, oh. But that's that's mainly because they're American. They're not they're not Cockney American, are they? But well, anyway. my darling, do you want to mirror? I can't do it. No, you can't. I can't do Cockney doing American. You can't. You can't do most accents full stop, no matter what you think. We've proved this before. Anyway, right. So, Galactic Star Cruiser. That's the hotel. That is a Star Wars hotel that will be now confirmed to be launching next year. I'm um, going to... It, it, it doesn't... I mean, the pictures I've seen, it looks more like a Costco, but carry on. Well, yeah, but then so does so does Guns of the Galaxy. That's what just how they do stuff. 
there's no such thing anymore. What so you put bags over the people's heads? Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, now there's a lot of things. Now, for some strange, bizarre reason, on my phone, I can access the American website that has all this stuff. On oh. my Mac, I'm only able to access the disneyworld.co.uk website, which is absolutely useless. It, it, it tells you this is coming, and that's about it. So do we have a confirmed date for this or is it just like late spring it, next year yeah i think the prices of all they've all said the prices are for next year and that's about it really yeah um yeah what does it say all done ah all done for voyage departing most dates weekends um the 20th of the 8th, 22, to the 17th of the 9th, 22. Well, so maybe that's just an example of the uh, of what the prices are on this screen capture that we've got for, for, for them. That's only like three weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't really tell uh, too much. It doesn't really tell us that much, does it? No. So I don't know why the I don't know why the um the UK website is is so poor. Um we can't go. No, well, yeah, I know, but no one can go yet. It's not open. Your brother's going. <laughs> He's not going to Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh no. It's a wasted opportunity. Well, I mean, look, he, he doesn't actually know yet what the pricing is. So mm-hmm. in fact, he, as far as I know, he knows nothing about this. Um, other oh. than what we've obviously talked about on the podcast, because he gets his information from the podcast. Oh, <laughs> pretty much. So, um, but I yeah. got I got a new listener today. So Mi- yeah, so Mick Cooper's mate. If you're listening to this, he's going to Florida in December for a month. Right. So I've to- I texted him. Well, Mick Cooper texted him this podcast on our other podcast, and he said he was downloading them as we speak. So oh. he'll be listening to this now. Well, no, he won't, will he? He'll be listening to ones oh. from time ago. Yeah. That's how that works. But if he's listening to this now, in his ears, he's listening to this now, but not now, then. Uh, yeah. For him, it'll be now, but for us, it was the other week or the other day. Uh, kind of. I kind of know what you're saying, but but still. So, um, thumbs up, Mick Cooper's mate. You're not going in December because the borders won't be open. You won't be allowed yeah. in. I've said it. That's, I've said it now. I've said it now. I've said it. Right. So, let's, let's talk first of all um, about uh, spring 2022 is is when it's going to launch yeah allegedly um still not official date but that's that's a rough um that's a rough time now what i can say is some starting from prices yeah okay and we'll get to why they're starting from in a minute so well just before you get to the prices just mm. ask me nick what's my initial reaction Craig. Yes. What was your initial reaction? I'm not going. 
<laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I, I don't like the word fan because I'm a fan of Elvis. I'm a fan of the Beatles. I don't think you can be a fan of a film franchise. You can like them. But you know what I mean. I love Star Wars, right? Mm. I'm a fan of Star Wars. I listened back to the last show where you quite rightly said the art of Marvel is how you would like to do a Star Wars hotel. And I absolutely agree. I wouldn't necessarily like a Marvel hotel where you were in a Marvel hotel where Iron Man's bouncing about. The whole comes running through your breakfast as you're trying to eat your brekkie and Thor is sitting there trying to get off of your bed. I'm not down with that. And in the same respect, I don't feel like I could be, be bothered with wrestling Chewbacca for the turkey leg, um, baby Yoda sleeping at the bottom of the bed. I'm just not, I can't be arsed, mate. Yeah. But I want to go into a Star Wars hotel where it's full of Star Wars memorabilia oh, all day long. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the, the problem is that you've you've not been to... You've not been able to go to um, Galaxy's Edge yet. No. So Galaxy's Edge, to me, is is the right kind of level, i.e. you don't feel out of place if you're dressed up. If, you, if you're not dressed up, you know, if you just wear your normal clothes and stuff like that. So that's, that's a positive. Um, but, you know, it's got the right kind of level of um, theming and you can meet characters and stuff like this. Can you dress up me, as a Jedi in there? Can you buy Jedi robes and wear them? Yes, yes, you can. And it's it's one of the things that they do cover um, on on this as well about, okay. about dressing up. So, um, yes, you can buy robes and, and whatnot. I mean, I personally, I think this is going to set Etsy alight. I think uh, you're going to see a sudden uh, influx of, of people Sounds rushing cheats. to Etsy to buy costumes <laughs> and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, that that to me is a good level. This this what we've seen so far from the itinerary. This to me sounds like cosplay cruise ship, which is yeah. just a bit bit much for mm-hmm. for me. But look, let, let's look at it. So, Go on. this is the sample pricing that they're giving out. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you why I laughed a minute. Uh, so, so the two guest option, um, two yeah. guests per cabin. You're looking at $1,209 per guest per night or a total of $4,809. You've got three guests per cabin, which is two adults and a child. That's $889 per guest per night or $5,299 for the total voyage. How long's a voyage? We'll come to that in a second. And okay. four guests per cabin is three adults and one child. That's why I laughed, um, which is seven four nine per guest per night or five nine nine. Now, the reason why I laughed is because um, when I was explaining this to Lindsay, she was like, "Well, who would go as three adults and a child? Twelve year olds and adults, Andy. Exactly. So that's yeah. But but when you see it like that, it does set, it does seem a bit stupid, doesn't it? What if um, you've got a fourteen year old and a twelve year old for adults? Well, yeah, I guess so. Um. So, so that's the sample prices. Now, as we said, this is um, this is the the voyage total, right? So, um, a voyage is two nights. Um, it's it's two nights. You you board one day. You have a night's sleep. 
you have another day on the ship, you have a night's sleep, and then you leave in the morning on on the third day. So you know it's pretty much um, that that's your experience. You know you, you can argue it's it's two night three days, but that's that's very loose because of when you get on and when you get off. Yeah. So that's the starting prices, right? Yeah. Now, um, I'm, I'm guessing that's based on the standard cabins because there's different there's different cabins. I don't know how many there are of each, but I did see in the FAQ section there's a hundred cabins on board. Wow. So I don't know what that translates to in terms of what the what the breakdowns are here. But um, you've got a standard cabin, uh, which uh, it says each standard cabin is fitted with furnishings. Well, that's lucky, isn't it? Uh, and it's fixtures. Got a toilet. <laughs> it's got a bed. Um, designed to ensure comfort while traveling throughout the galaxy, including a pull-out Do they table. have USB ports in? <laughs> USB plugs, isn't it? Because you can literally bring down an alien empire with a USB port. It's it's very true. It's very true. They'll probably ban them. Um, so this includes a pull-out table and a TV with entertainment from your home planet. Oh, I don't want to see entertainment from your own planet. Oh, I'm going on a galaxy far, far away. Um, and a yeah. window and a window with a Star view Trek. out into space. <laughs> Um, so that sleeps four to five passengers. Room configuration is a queen bed, two berths, bunk bed um, for one adult each, and a wall pull down bed for one adult if sleeping five. So what it's saying is, is that the bunk beds can sleep an adult. Now, when you look at the photo, you're like, yes, if you are Warwick Davis, really? then that, that might that might be okay. The you know if you are even, an Ewok. Yeah, even even you know I'm I'm five foot you know nine ish, uh, that looks tiny for me. So I don't know who's going into that. Um, but other cabin uh, amenities include a mini refrigerator, a hairdryer, an in-cabin safe, a phone with voicemail messaging, interactive TV, and HTO H2O plus spa bath and shower products. Do they have a kettle? No. But when, um, how, how do you make your hot drinks? So that's a standard cabin. That's a standard mm-hmm. cabin. You've then got a Galaxy Class Suite. Ooh. A one-bedroom Galaxy Class Suite features a living space complete with integrated seating area oh. and have all the comforts of standard cabins plus a double vanity bathroom, a bar area, two windows with views out into space, and a few extra Star Wars surprises. Uh, Kinder eggs, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh Vader is in the wardrobe. <laughs> You've got a Wookiee's head in your bed. Um, that sleeps. <laughs> that sleeps four passengers. Room configuration is a queen bed and two wall pull-down beds for one adult each. Um, it has the exact same cabin amenities as the last one. And then you've got the Grand Captain Suite. Uh, the two-bedroom Grand Captain Suites offer ample room for the whole family and feature a posh living space complete with an integrated seating area. Does it say and posh? It does. I'm reading this. I'm reading this verbatim. It doesn't say you're posh. It, it says does. it says and features a posh <laughs> living space complete with an integrated seating area. Um, um, basically, it's got Votori written on the seats. Um, they have all the comforts of standard cabins plus a main suite with a double vanity bathroom, a second bathroom with a single vanity, a bar area, three windows, 
So basically, that's how you know what stand of the cabin you're in. You get an extra window for each one you go up to. Um, tellies. Yeah, three windows of views out into space and a few extra Star Wars surprises. Uh, the specification is sleeps eight passengers, room configuration, two queens, two berths uh, for one adult each, and two wall pull-down beds for one adult each. Um, and the cabin amenities are exactly the same. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I'm guessing if it's called the Grand Captain Suite, then... Oh, no, they're all called Suite. Well, sorry, the, the last two are called Suite, and uh, not Suites. So there's not going to be many. I reckon there's going to be a handful of those Grand Captain yeah. Suites. Probably about 15... 20 of the galaxy class suites and then the rest will probably be standing cabins i, I guess i don't i don't know what the breakdown I mean, is. doesn't say cabin amenities you get a hair dryer yeah at any level as well and and, in, and the problem is they're in crap, cabin safe they? yeah in cabin safe but, phone with voicemail interactive tv <laughs> one <laughs> fridge <laughs> why do you need a phone with voicemail messaging it's is mickey a, mouse gonna wish you a happy birthday no, like no, I don't. Esca- I don't. Uh, I don't live in Star Wars land. I'm not part of that universe. Um, no, I mean, the thing is, phone with voicemail. It, it's it, like it still seems to be the standard, right? Did we? Did we have an alarm set when we was at Universal on the phone? Um, I can't I remember. No, I'm trying to. Th- I'm sure. I've, I'm sure I've had that recently, where I just set an alarm on the phone and they just phone you. Like reception phones you up and says, "Get up, you bastard!" I'm sure I don't think they did say that actually, but I'd like them to have done. Um, right. So, so again, let. So now we've gone through the cabin breakdown. So this is starting from so four thousand eight hundred nine, five two nine nine, and five nine nine nine, depending on if it's two, three, or four people. That's staying at the cheapest level of cabin. So. Yep. If, if that's the starting price, what the hell are you paying for well, those other ones? Me currently, I can only go in in August time frame because of yeah. school holidays. Yeah. And I've, I'm four adults now. So do I double the, the two adult price? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, to, to really know. So am I paying close to that? I mean, is that inclusive of, of tax or is tax on top of that? It does say gratuities are included and food is included unless you eat at the captain's table and then it's an extra surcharge. Uh, what, what, I mean, what do you get for the extra surcharges? The food looks alien, so you don't even know what you're eating. Um, no, that, that would be, be something else, won't it? Um, so what, the, the first two weeks of Galaxy's Edge, do you remember? They had all these menus where it was all in character. So it was all. They still do. Like the, the food, uh, you know, what? like you got like Wampa Wrap burgers and. Uh, yeah, yeah. R- but the wraps and stuff. An idiot's explanation underneath. Yes. It's a chicken burger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, uh, yeah, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, you know, I had problems with my card in. Olga's Cantina, because America still has this insistence on you signing for everything, and it was a, a newish card, but you had to authorize the card to be used in that manner. 
So yeah. I could I could tap it, I could use chip and pin, but I hadn't authorized it to sign. So they I gave them my card, they went away, and then he came back and he was like, um, uh, excuse me, traveller, um, unfortunately we are having a, a issue processing your credits. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah, so he kind of repeated it about two or three times before he, he kind of gave up the ghost and was like, um, your card's not been accepted. I'm like, <laughs> right, okay, fine. Um, and the thing is, like, in a way, yes, I get it, it's charming. They're trying to, you know, give you this this feeling that you are in this this new land and everything like that. But you can't get anything. If you want to go to the toilet, if you ask the toilets, they give you some spiel because they're not called toilets. They're like, ah, oh, but, the, you know, the... the um, shit tube yeah whatever they call it right you know it's over in that direction it, it's like it's um, got a bit of charm but do you know what I, I i'm not there for charm i'm there for if i ask you a question if you know what if i if i ask you the question in a star wars way i want a star wars answer if i ask you a question like i need to take a whiz where do i go tell me toilets in that direction do you know what i mean like just don't need to judge it up but I, I get yeah, why they do yeah, it. They yeah, do yeah. it, but it, to me, it's just a bit. Ugh. So well, it, it happened. It happened to. I think it was it me and you in 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 um, in Potterland, whatever it's called, Diagon Alley, mm. where they asked us if we'd come over for Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm like, "He's supposed to be a wizard, mate." <laughs> yeah, go the other way as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how do you know like about Halloween Horror Nights in the Wizarding World? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unless the um, unless the Deathbringers or whatever they're called, tell me. Um, right. So yeah. um, these prices include a two-night stay in a cabin or suite. Okay. An ongoing, immersive, and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience. Okay. Food and beverages on the Star Cruiser, excluding alcoholic and speciality beverages and a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo or other select locations in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for your planetary excursions of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay, so you don't need park tickets. Well, you don't need park tickets to Hollywood Studios, no. No. Um, valet parking. What? Valet your parking. spaceship? Well, no, because you you drop your car off outside, don't you? For your X-wing, you drop you you get to the departure lounge. You drop your car off at the departure lounge, and then you go to start your galactic journey. Um, and you also get, and this is a thing that obviously you care the most about, an exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser data band known on your home planet as a magic band. <laughs> see what it, see what the Star Wars up. Uh, a magic band to call it the data band. So they'll say, oh, have you got a data band? So you'll be like, no, but I've got this magic band. They'll be like, oh, we don't accept that on this planet. Um, I've got a pink one. Oh, very nice. Um, so, yeah. Y- y- if you're staying there, you will get access to Galaxy's Edge. Now, y- it, uh, we'll go in, we'll go through the itinerary in a bit, um, but you, you get one time when you go to galaxy's edge and you get to do various star wars things that you you would do in that area right um so let's let's look at the itinerary 
Now, this is what they say it's going to be, but, you know, obviously things subject are subject to, to change. change. Yeah. Yes. So, your day starts with an arrival at the terminal at 1pm. Um, you then get a launch pad to the Star Cruiser, um, which yep. is 1.15 to 1.30pm. That's uh, Ship orientation is 1.45 to 2.15. Now, let's sort of go back a second, right? So, you arrive at 1 o'clock. Between 1.15 and 1.30, you go on a launch pod to the Star Cruiser. Now, yeah. if this sells out, that's 100 cabins. 100 cabins takes, um, you know, a minimum of four people up to eight if you've got a suite. That's that's a lot of people. So it's like 400 people, worst case scenario. No. Hundred times yeah. oh, hundred times four. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give or take a shilling. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's still a lot of people to move in a short space of time, in my opinion. A, but it's a lot of buses, basically. It's a lot of. That's why they're not doing the um, the whatever the bus was called going to the airport because they need them all. Yeah, but they're, I don't. I don't think. When you when you look at the aerial shots, it doesn't look like you move very far. Like, it looks like from the um, from the the kind of launch, uh, not the launch, like the terminal to the actual Star Cruiser isn't that far. So maybe you're just walking. Yeah, I don't know. Um, ship orientation one forty five to two fifteen. Light yep. refreshments from three to three thirty. Yeah. Uh, a sabac lessons at three thirty to four. Don't know what that is. Um, I think Sabak is is a dice game. Oh, okay. I think. Or is that or is that the hologram? Hang on, I'm gonna have to go and look this up now, aren't I? I'm 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 already bored. <laughs> a dice it's game. Not, uh, five grand. Oh, it's a card five... it's a card game. It's a card game. Wow. Play by Wookiees. Right. Um then you've got uh muster. No idea what muster means. What's muster? That's where you all get together, isn't it? You muster. Yeah. Oh, as- assemble. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got that for a bit of time. Um, <coughs> half an hour. Uh, then you got the captain's reception, four to five. Four thirty to five, oh. sorry. So it's the captain on piano singing Elton John. Um, singing the songs of Captain and Sunil. Then you've got um, dinner, COVID. <laughs> dinner featuring live music between 5.30 and 7. Okay. Then you've got an outer rim regalia, Ooh, 7.15 to 7.30. I'm assuming that means that you'll stand by video screens and watch stuff going on outside. Or on a telly. I'm guessing that's what it means. Um, or you literally get a walkie licking your arse out. Quite possibly. Is um, that just got us banned in India? I yes. don't know. Yes, it has. So um, the unexpected story moment takes place Ooh. between 7.30 <laughs> and 8. So it says, for example, you might prove your metal to join an elite smuggling ring or hide a stowaway to help the resistance. Smuggling ring. Now, and you smug- pass smuggling, this... smuggling ring. So look, this is... This, this is... lump of gold in your anus for the so duration. So this is this is what they were talking about earlier, um, in in how your experience might differ. So you will have a couple of occasions during this this voyage 
for you to do something which will then affect how you are treated on the ship, I guess. Um, uh. Don't think it gets you extra credits or what, but... Huh. Um, then you've got bridge training at 8 to 8.45 p.m. and special atrium entertainment from 8.30 to 8.45. So on the first night, after 8.45, that is it. Okay. I don't know what they expect you to do, but that is it. There's nothing listed after 8.45, right? Day two, breakfast, 7 till 8 a.m. Then you get a transport shuttle to Batu between 8.15 and 8.25. That's, yeah. that's only 10 minutes. So you um, must be close. It's got to be dead close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, 8.45 to 9.30. Then between 9.30 and 9.50, you've got another story moment, such as broker a deal for a heist or arrange to steal a ship from the First Order. I'm guessing that'll appeal to those Fast and Furious fans. Um, so, I mean, just right, Rise of the Resistance, 8.45 yeah. to 9.30. Yeah. Right. Now, at the moment, to get on that, that ride, you have to get a, a, a group, a boarding yeah. pass. Yeah. So, what time does the park open is my first question. I'm assuming 10 o'clock. Ah, that's a little bit late to me. From memory. No, when, when me and P Dubs went, I'm sure it opened at ten. I might be. Was it nine? I'm sure it's nine. But we didn't have Star Wars. Now maybe, maybe Rise of the Resistance currently doesn't open, doesn't get running, wound up and warmed up until nine thirty. Maybe the boarding passes until nine thirty. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. So that's not too bad a thing. Okay, well, carry on. Yeah, but the thing is, anyway, we got to remember is Galaxy's Edge is its own area. Yeah, so of course, you yeah. can open it whatever time you want. In in essence, right? Yeah. Or you could certainly, you know, block certain sections off. Yeah. Periods of time. So, um, but anyway, so then you've I got mean, this... well, I mean, just is Rise of the Resistance is it? one experience or is it two experiences next to you know like Soren they put a third screen in at one point didn't he to make it three screens because it used to just be two so is Rise of the Resistance just one experience or is the two next to each other uh, it's one you know experience I mean? it's one experience but they have multiple cars going at the same time no they have multiple cars but are they going through like, is the two there's buildings, only, No, no, there's, basically... only, there's, only, there's only one Rise of the Resistance. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, then you've got, after the story moment, you've got Millennium Falcon Smugglers run between 10 and 10.30. Because you've got to get 400 people through there, as you've rightly said. Yeah. That's, a, I mean, I don't know what the ride capacity well, look, is. I mean, that's, that 400 people is the max. Well, no, actually, the max. Well, yeah, no, it, it's... Uh, <sighs> We don't, know, we don't know. We don't know what the breakdown of the cabins are, but let's say top top whack is about six hundred people. Yeah, right. It, you know about that. So smugglers one ten till ten thirty. Then lunch at docking base seven eleven fifteen to twelve fifteen. That, by the way, America. That's not lunch. At worst, that's brunch. That's brunch. 
at best it's breakfast, right? Eleven fifteen. No, that's not lunchtime. And then um, you've got you've got all the so um so little Timmy is allergic to um. Could you get the chef please to come and explain the menu to me? Do, do you know what I mean? That yeah. you will eat your dinner between eleven fifteen and twelve fifteen. Well, that's the time I normally go take a dump. You, you, uh, taking away my freedom to dump. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, 400, 600 people to eat. I mean, Docking Bay 7 is going to be full of normal. People. It's not. It's not. That's it. It can't be. It but can't it must be. be. No. And that's probably why they're having it at 11 15, 12 15. They probably won't open it until 12 30. I hope so. I hope you're right. They, they must but, do because if that's the if that's where they they're sending you all to. I know it says you can get food at other Hollywood Studios locations, but you're do, you're doing a Star Wars thing trip. You're, you're going to oh, want to yeah, eat in yeah. a Star Wars restaurant. So you've got to go to Mama Melrose, are you? Or Sci-Fi no. Diner? Exactly. Well, Sci-Fi Diner, kind of. <laughs> um, then at twelve forty, you get the shuttle to the Star Cruiser. That's between twelve forty and twelve fifty. One to one thirty is lightsaber training. Uh, two thirty to two fifty is a droid racing competition. Three to three thirty is build a model ship. Now I've got to be honest, right? Look, lightsaber training, yes, please. Right? You know, Star Wars fan, absolutely. Yeah, but, why not? All right. So lightsaber training is just the what they do already on the stage. Well, we don't know because obviously they've 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 shown the video of those new lightsabers, haven't they? So yeah, it's yeah. going to be different. I think it's going to be a lot more interactive than what we see, what we've seen previously. I reckon. I hope so. You'll get like a little droid thing that floats. Well, maybe, gonna... maybe a VR headset. Yeah, and you you're just there with a stick. Yeah, exactly. Possibly, but you can buy the stick. But, at the end of it. but droid droid racing competition and build a model ship sounds like something you give kids to do to keep them entertained while the grown-ups do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, droid, droid racing competition, um, but I haven't got a droid. Okay, well, you should have bought one for yeah. however much a droid is when yeah. you're on Batu. I'm assuming, lad. I'm assuming that they have got their own droids, and you just you just pick one and go. But I don't. Um, then you've got at four to five, obviously the grown-up entertainment. You've got a Sabak tournament. Um, uh, then you've got. Else? Yeah, I know. Then you've got cocktails at Sublight Lounge between five. Now and you're talking. Yeah. Then you've got five thirty to seven a taste around the galaxy <laughs> dinner. Uh, following dinner at seven thirty to eight forty-five, you've got another story moment, such as put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard, but watch out for the first order. And then um, a big gap. Uh, and at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, you've got the spectacular finale. So that's then, go, go back to your cabin. Yeah. Well, stand. Honestly. Stand. I, so from 8.45 to 10, I'm guessing they expect you to go to the gift shop or something. I don't know. Um, well, and just then, drink in the bar. Yeah. Um, and then breakfast uh, on day three is between 8.30 and 9.30. And you get the launch pad back to the terminal between 9.30 and 10. So, I mean, you are literally getting up, having breakfast and getting off on day yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. So, you are you know, you start on, let's say, a Monday at one o'clock in the afternoon. You are off at 9.30 
on the Wednesday. So you've got, yeah. I mean, really, you know, really, you've got, uh, you start really at three o'clock on the first day because you've got the ship orientation and all that. Um, so, you know, you're not on there for two days, really. You're there, you're on there for one full day and a half day. Yeah, I mean, right. So, costumes and gala. Throughout your adventure, you are encouraged to don your galactic best as you will become a unique character in the Star Wars galaxy. We invite you to dress the part. If your wardrobe is currently limited to a single planet, Star Wars Galaxy Apparel is available in advance from Shop Disney or on the ship. So, you you're not going to be accepted in your fifth flip, flip flop fifth I call them flip flops shorts and vest top are you? Well, yes, you are because read the next line. At the end of the cruise is a prom. No, I mean no, gala. No, above that. Um, How will you come dressed? Oh yeah, in your in your vest. yeah, ready to rumble. For rough and tumble smuggling, dressed to impress in your con what concurrent concurrent yeah yeah best or in your most comfortable garb from your home planet. The choice is up to you. So basically, they start off by saying you pretty much got to dress up, and then by the end of it, they're like, or you can just wear your normal clothes. Now, that's this is where. I, it annoys me and I'm, I think what? I discussed this the other day because I don't think that's the option I think the option is more if you if you want to dress up in Star Wars garb you're more than welcome to but you know you don't need to at all the messaging is wrong because the likelihood is you're going to attract many more people if you don't have to dress up because a lot of people don't want to dress up in Star Wars yeah. garb now, if I'm paying this much for a cruise, I think I'd have to, if I'm honest. I think I'd have to do it because I'm only going to be doing it once. But what you're going to end up with is, you know, a a ship three quarters full of people wearing normal clothes and a few people dressed up and obviously the staff all dressed up. I mean, and it's not going to make much sense. So Beauty and the Beast, right? Do you know Belle's storybook thing? Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about us. Yes. Yeah. So I've gone into that several times, and it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant show, right? The magic in it, where you go through the mirror, and everything is amazing. But you go through it, and they are able to pull people out of the audience and get them on stage, i.e., me, and get me acting like a clown and clippity clopperton or acting like a, a soldier or whatever. These people are good at what they do. So, obviously, you don't dress up in that, but they give you a wooden thing to hold, a cardboard thing to hold. So, you are now a foot soldier, or you are now you're part of the story, basically. And as they read the story, you have to act your part out. Yeah. Now, that's just a, a ride or a, a show. 
in Magic Kingdom. This is, you're paying a hell of a lot of money to be a part of this situation. So you've got to be sort of leaning that way. You've got to be open to um, exploitation, not exploitation. You've got to be open to suggestion. Yeah. So the likelihood is you're going to, if you go, I'm not getting dressed up. I'm not getting dressed I'm going in my fit plops. I'm going in my, in my baby Yoda t-shirt and my, and my Hawaiian shorts. But once you get on the Star Cruiser and you've got that bit of downtime and stuff and you're going around the shop, you know what people are like, especially Disney people. Yeah. You know, them, what are them jumpers called that have a spirit jerseys? There's going to be a galactic Star Cruiser spirit jersey, isn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah. There's going to be a Life Day. Is it called Life Day Christmas? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A Life Day spirit jersey. There's going to be all that. So just to, just to finish up on the clothes thing, it does yeah. say that um, however you pack your trip to a galaxy far, far away, dress comfortably as you would for any Florida vacation, plus bring... Uh, appropriate Star Wars Galaxy items and attire. So they want you to wear merchandise from Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> but also, they they mention that save your finest for the traditional end of cruise gala celebration. So they want you to dress up for that, which is which is which is fair enough. Um, do you want to hear a bit more about the food, though? Yeah, go on. So, dinner on the first night of your adventure, the crown of Cor- Corriella. Corriella? Oh. Corellia, Corellia, dining dining room transforms for dinner into an enticing table service supper club with a special musical appearance by a galactic superstar. Uh, so Kanye West, I guess, he's a galactic superstar. Um, that's a throwback to an awful tour that I saw him on about a decade ago. Um, <laughs> awful, awful. Um, you'll enjoy a special evening with distinctive dining and entertainment as you socialise with passengers and crew. <laughs> Uh, the second night, the taste around the galaxy showcases courses inspired by the geography and environments of iconic destination planets throughout the galaxy. Um, does that mean you're going to get hot ice cream? Yeah, what with them little t- or a pork, pork or a, or... Ro- roast pork for dinner? Um, oh, with the God. serving of each course, a brief introduction presents the name, inspiration, and ingredients for the dish dishes. Uh, the meal includes group appetizers for the table a choice of entree, and a specially plated dessert. Uh, you can indicate your preference for first or second dinner sitting based on availability when you book your package. So those times are not, because I think they're about an hour and a half. So you don't eat for an hour and a half. You have one or two slots. Yeah. Breakfast and lunch are also available in the glamorous crown of Coriolia dining room. Help yourself to colourful fare from all over the galaxy along with familiar favourites from your home planet. Start your day off with a unique off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates and a variety of beverages, including juice, fresh brewed coffee, and Bubo Wamba Family Farms Blue Milk. Um, During lunch, choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. Um, And then you've got the Sublight Lounge. You'll be swept away by the stylish lounge inspired by the Halcyon's Star Cruiser's historic voyages throughout the galaxy. The classic elegance of the Sublight Lounge makes it the perfect place to sip a beverage and relax, perhaps while conspiring with a charming smuggler or playing a casual game of hollow tobacco. Um, 
So dining during your planet excursion. During your planet excursion to Batu, you can enjoy a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo or other select locations at Disney Hollywood Studios. If you visit Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, you'll choose from a variety of dishes crafted with ingredients from across the galaxy, expertly expertly prepared by Chef Strono Cookie Tugs from his mobile kitchen, the Space Fryer atop the Docking Bay. Then you've got the Captain's Table. Arrange the sit at the Captain's Table for an especially memorable dining experience. Enjoy extra courses, the Captain's favourite dishes, while seated in a prime location in the centre of the Crown of Coriolia dining room. An additional fee is required for the Captain's Table seating. So that's the food. Yeah. It doesn't, obviously, I mean... Look, it doesn't tell you what the food is going to be because I guess it's, no. a, it's a year out. But, uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, right, cards on the table. So back yeah. cards on the table. So back cards on the table. I'm probably not going to do this. But, but, as Mr. D said on the last episode, there's enough rich people on the planet who will lap this up and personally for me good luck to them go for it Uh, this is you know for me maybe uh, like i've got our our grace she's a star wars fan she won't watch clone wars but she says she's a star wars fan right so she likes the movies i've not watched star wars i've not watched it either so oh okay well there you go so If she wanted to do it, we're going back in two years' time. If she wanted to do it, probably us two would go. So we would have already we would already have a, a beach club reservation. So we'd be double booking at that point. So Disney need to figure out that type of situation. Are they going to give us money off our beach club stay because? We're you know we're under you know Kerry and Annie are going to stay by the pool for them two days while me and Grace go off, or is it just tough double bubble? But um, if I if I Grace wanted to do it, I would save up and do it, right? And as Mister D said, this is something that is unless unless you're a multi-millionaire or just a millionaire, this is something that you're just going to do once. If you're a big enough Star Wars fan, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's it. I think the, the problem with this is, as you just said, this is this is something you're probably going to do once and once only. It's it doesn't seem to, not just because of the cost, but also because of the cost. Um, but the cost, you know, the cost is prohibitive, extremely prohibitive. Yeah. You know, so it, you you to commit to this, you know, like I'm 50 in two years' time or three years' time. I don't know how old I am anymore. Two years' time, I think I'm 50. Yeah, two and a half years' time, I'm 50. So if I really, 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 what do you want for your 50th? Oh, I wanna, I wanna go and go on a galactic fucking holiday. Then there's, there's, you know, but. 
I'm not angry about it. There's no anger in me whatsoever. Um, no, I mean, a lot of people have said already this is this is pricing out. This is pricing them out. Um, so I, I I get that. I do get that. Um, it's elitism, right? And it is. But because these are doing this, right, we might get, they might open, they might build, because I don't want them to retheme a Disney hotel. I don't want that. They've done that at the Polynesian. They've ruined the Polynesian. They've put an overlay on it, haven't they? Yeah. Haven't they stuck Moana on it? No, um, I don't think so. Well, they've stuck something on it. They've done an overlay on, on the Polynesian. Where, right, okay. where is it? Where did we? Oh don't no, want um, that. the um, the contemporary they're doing a, a Incredibles overlay. Oh, I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you go, if you want to do an Incredibles hotel, then build one. Mm. So, because this is getting built, right? Maybe we get a Star Wars hotel like the Art of Marvel, the Art of Star Wars. Why not? While I've just been letting you rant there, yeah, and I was listening, yeah, but also I thought I'm going to have a look to see what I could do for a cruise. Right now, yeah, what I've looked at is August of 2022. Mm-hmm. I went for I went for two guests, yeah, um, just as you know, it's two adults. Now a four night cruise from Miami going to um, Castaway Key. Yeah. And uh, Nassau in the Bahamas. Well, it's twice as long. So that's four nights, so twice as long. That's $2,019 for two guests. Yeah. A three night um, cruise, which goes the same places, but from Port Canaveral, um, also Castaway Key, is 2277. So to go on a real cruise is half as much. Half as much for, for twice the length. Twice the length. And in that, you're contributing to the fuel for the boat. Yeah. In in this, you're running around a warehouse in a, in a dress, basically, or or a, a sheet or a curtain. <laughs> With a, a stick. Party, but yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. So I mean that, that that's that's how I where I feel with this is I, I was already a bit apprehensive before we started um, before the itinerary came out right and I you know I was saying this the other day that I I, I wasn't sure and also I thought it was going to be a lot more expensive now I didn't really factor in it was only going to be necessarily two days right but whatever I wasn't sure exactly how much but. I think just then I put this so much into perspective that you can go yeah. on a four day cruise, four night cruise, going to Disney's exclusive island, of which the only way to get there is on a cruise ship. That's right? contributing to global way. warming. Yes, it is, and that's not good, but that's where that takes you, right? Yeah. Galaxy Star Cruiser takes you to Hollywood Studios. It takes you to Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios, which anyone can go to. So it's what you get to do on this ship that's based in a warehouse, as you as you correctly put yeah, it. Costco. Yeah. Now, 
so so for me it's an it's a non-starter and, and the thing is you know as well as i do those first few um excursions not not excursions um voyages right yeah those first few voyages are going to be full of vloggers so we're all going to see what this is like within a few days of it opening yeah i would have to be there'd have to be something so mesmerizing that comes out of one of those videos for me to even contemplate this as a once in a lifetime thing i would probably be able to justify if i really wanted to go but at this moment in time, nothing that I've seen or read has changed my mind. Now, I have found something which might do, and I'll read it out to you in a minute, but I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. But it's ridiculously expensive for what it is. I do think that. A two-night cruise where you don't, li- you, you literally do not move anywhere, you're stuck in a warehouse, effectively, and it's themed to Star Wars, none of that makes sense to how much it costs in comparison i would much rather go on a on an actual disney cruise to a destination than do this at this moment but i think i think if the price was a little bit less i think if the price is more like an actual cruise i would consider you're talking more than double yes but but you know who whose tagline was ride the movies was that universal or disney like so you are literally houses that's why our patreon podcast is called ride the movies okay there you go (laughs) but this is literally riding the movies for two days you i mean this universal did the, the star trek experience where you um you went into the and he made a movie, a Star Trek movie, and you were the star. And I did that. But this is, like, no downtime. You are immersed in Star Wars for how many hours? And I'm not... 72 hours? No. Hours? No, because two days would be 48 hours. Okay. And you're only on there for, really, a day and a half. So 36 hours. 30, 36 hours. Like. Roughly. So if you take it as a as a family of four and you divide it by the hourly rate, we, I can't work it out because I haven't got my calculator on me. But what 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 was the cost for a family of four? Uh five seven no, hang on. You know what I'm like with my hourly rates. Right. So it's it's five nine five, nine. Five nine nine. So <laughs> what? Five nine nine? Three adults and a child, that is. For what? For how much? Five nine nine. What do you mean five nine nine? Five nine nine nine. Oh, five nine nine nine. Okay. Five thousand nine hundred nine. Divided by thirty six hours, we're saying. Yeah. That's one hundred and sixty-six dollars per hour for four. So you divide that by four. So it's forty-one dollars and sixty-six cents, right? Per adult per hour to be immersed 
in Star Wars. And granted, you're asleep for eight of them hours. Well, no, because the thing is, when we, when we, because if you like, so you get on the ship at one, right? Yeah. So if you want to do it like that, so you get on the ship at one on, on the first day. Yeah. So one o'clock the next day would be 24 hours. Yeah. You've then got stuff until 10 o'clock. So that's nine hours. Yeah. Right, so that's uh, twenty-four, uh, so uh, thirty-five hours, yeah. and then you've got uh, about an hour the next morning for breakfast. So that's thirty-six hours. So yeah. that's not including sleep time. That's that is time that stuff is going on. Yeah, right. That's time that stuff is going on. So yeah. So, so I was pretty much spot on actually. But I mean, even when you're asleep. The, the fucking the first order might kick your door in and put you in a I'm in a stress. Almost certain that's not going to happen. Um, no, it's but, not going to happen. But, but, but it's still full. It's that said, right? It's this is the uh, be part of the story section. Okay, so this is where we might change our minds. During your voyage, you won't just meet new and familiar Star Wars characters. You'll interact with them in ways you've only imagined. Now, immediately, I'm not I'm not buying that because we've all met Darth Vader or Kylo Ren or, uh, you know, a character like that before. So I, I'm not buying that. Um, You're going to meet Dusty Bin. Dusty Bin, one, two, three. Um, they need your help. You'll assist and even join them on daring missions. Characters you meet one day will lead to amazing new adventures the next day. Explore, play, and discover. It's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created. Your Star Wars story. Right now, hang on, hang break on, that on. down. Go on, Nick, right, finish. Go on. Finish. Go on. Go on. Well, right, there's 400 people, yeah, or 600 people, yeah. How are you going to pull that off? Also, as well, go on, right? So, they've, they've mentioned like in, in some of the advertising blur, Bray and uh, Kylo Ren, right? Now, yeah. who do you want to? become friends with do you want to become friends with an x-wing pilot who you've never heard of or do you want to uh interact with ray ray all day long or kylo ren so because he's kylo ren right so no one cares about these other characters they're going to create for this experience you want to meet the ones that you do know so yes immediately that's that's an issue right in addition to in-person interactions, you will also have access to special features in the Star Wars Datapad experience available on your mobile device as part of the Play Disney Park app, where you can check your personalized itinerary of events and activities, as well as communications from the crew and others you may encounter along the way. When you make choices throughout the voyage, you'll receive new communications and you may even be invited to secret meetings and adventures. There's, a, there's an asterisk next to that. I don't know what the asterisk is for. What's the asterisk for? It's too too far down. Right, so that's the first bit. Lightsaber training. Wield a lightsaber and face off against a remote training device in this exclusive interactive activity that's far beyond anything you've experienced before. Put your skills to the test. Guests must be at least seven years of age to participate. Now, there's a photo here of this, and Mm -hmm. what it looks like is, do you remember what Luke Skywalker was training against, right? It's not that, but it is something in the wall that yeah. is firing lasers at you. Yeah. So you are using your lightsaber to deflect, right? So, okay, we've not seen that before. So that is new. That's not the Jedi training academy thing that we've seen before. This is new so, technology. Luke Skywalker puts 
a device over his eyes to make him blind and use the force. So, ergo, you put a VR headset over your eyes and use the force. Right. That is not here. In this photo, no one is wearing a headset. But on that point, right, so when you, when that's a good point you made. And also the fact that it says this is the most immersive Star Wars story ever created. Now, I did the void. I did the Star Wars void experience where you did have a VR headset, where you were thrown into the um, Rogue One film, but you weren't. You were you were playing a story that you didn't see play out in the film, but it was part of the film, right? So you're seeing it from a different angle. That was completely immersive. You went face-to-face with Stormtroopers and had to shoot them down. You went face-to-face with Darth Vader. It was absolutely incredible. That was the realest Star Wars experience I've ever experienced in my life. And that yeah. costs 29 quid. <laughs> now, um, admittedly, the void at the moment, I believe, is bankrupt because of COVID, but that technology exists and it's better and it's cheaper than doing this. And I could do that a hundred times. No, hang on. Yeah. A thousand. Two hundred times. <laughs> yeah. What this experience would cost me. And um, you're, you're, you're effectively on a cruise, right? So. If you were on a real Disney cruise and Nazi pirates, because that's who the First Order are, they're basically Nazis, but in space, yeah? If Nazis invaded your ship and made you do shit, you'd kick off and you'd want a refund. The other thing with a cruise ship, what's the one thing you can do on a cruise ship? Uh, Dance until two. Yeah. Now, what's the one thing you can do on a real cruise ship, which you're um, not going to be able to do on this? Unlimited shrimp. No. How are you how are you going to stand on the actual deck outside the ship? Well, well, yeah, but you're in space anyway, aren't you? Right, I I understand that. So, from a theming point of view, you can't let that happen. But my point is, for someone who likes to get you know sea air that wants to see out into the ocean. You can like go on to one of the upper decks and you can go out and you've got pools and all this kind of stuff. This is none of that. Well, yeah, but you're on a space. Stack, you're Captain stuck, Kirk. You are stuck in a huge container for two days. Yeah. Except for the following planet excursion to Batu. Board yeah. transport for a trip down to Black Spire Outpost on Batu and continue your venture on the remote planet. Your mission includes. Uh, your missions throughout Star Wars Galaxy's Edge include your ventures on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and these will influence events back on the ship. You'll be able to enjoy the one-time entry to these attractions during your excursion to Batu. It's all connected and all part of your um, personal Star Wars story. So, two things. The first one, that confirms it's one go. You get one trip on Rise of the Resistance, you get one trip on Smuggler's Run. That's it. It's not... Yeah how many you can fit into that time slot, you get one, that's it. That's or, when you went on Smuggler's Run, you yep. were with teenage girls and they were shit. Is that yep. me memory? Yeah. Yep. At least you're going to be going on with like-minded Star yeah, Wars no, nerds. No. I, I, I get that. But also, I got to go on Smuggler's Run twice in an hour. Less than an hour. Probably about 45 nice. minutes. Yeah. Um, 
So that's the first thing. The second thing is the fact that it says it's going to influence events back on the ship. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but when they were talking about Galaxy's Edge opening in the first instance, they talked about how your performance on the attractions would play out in your experience in Galaxy's Edge. That never happened. So they've obviously figured out how they can make it work for part of this cruise. In a closed environment yeah. on a ship yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. that's fine yeah um bridge training explore the working bridge of the legendary halcyon star cruiser and learn how it functions from the crew during this hands-on experience the crew will teach you how the navigation power defense and other critical systems keep the um, halcyon star cruiser safe from unforeseen galactic entanglements these skills may even come in handy should critical situations arise later on in your voyage Wow. Okay. So, um, I mean, right, so 600 people have got to cram onto the deck to try and... They're, dis- not, they're not, are they? The thing is, that'll be done no. That'll be done separately, but, yeah. Well, how? How? Are they going to have 10, 10 decks with um, 60 people in each? Are they going to have 20 decks with... With 30 people it's in a, each. It's a good point, actually, because I've just looked on the itinerary and the bridge training was 8 to 8.45. So, yeah, you're right. That's that's a lot of people to, to do stuff with. Not not much time. Um, relax in a sublight lounge, order a drink, sit back, unwind, and watch it all unfold in the comfort of the sublight lounge. Looking to wager a few credits? Sidle up to the Sabak gaming table and play a casual hand of hollow Sabak while sipping a refreshing beverage. Um... I think that's it. The rest is breakdown, costumes and gala. I almost, I, I mean, right. How are you going to be able to do this and hold your vlogging camera and vlog with your audience? GoPro, I, GoPro headset. I, I don't want, I almost don't want them to do it. Yeah. I don't want the magic destroyed. Yeah, but the magic is only going to be destroyed. It's it's the same as anything, right? It's only going to be destroyed if you're if you watch it. So if you if you had said, you know what, I've I've shown the video to Eve that they've released about the um, you know, the making of it and you know some of the experiences you might see. She sees that and she goes, "Daddy, I really want to do this." Right, oh, Grace. Yeah, you are but, sorry, Grace. You yeah. are you're going to save the money up. And you're going to do this, right? Because you're. Yeah. Like, so if you are doing it, and I'm, I'm joking, you know, I'm joking. But if you do this, if you know you're going to do this, yeah. you are not going to watch any video. And if we did an episode where we were discussing in great detail uh, Tim Tracker's video from this event, which we wouldn't yeah. do, we'd, we'd obviously do Pete Werner's. Um, but we, we, love you, Pete. Yeah, we love and you, Pete's Pete. doing it, and Pete's you doing know, it. Pete, yeah. Pete will do it, yeah. So, especially now he doesn't have to dress up. So, <laughs> with that in mind, you are not going to listen to people spoil it for you. You're not going to watch any video of it. So, the magic is not going to be spoiled. Now, for someone like me, who is intrigued, but is not going to fork out this money, then I would watch a video about it. And the thing is, I'm not saying I would never do this experience. But what I will say is I'm not doing this experience for this money. For me, it's not enough value for money unless, as I said, there's some amazing things that happen which we don't know about yet 
that will not change. There would have to be something extraordinary for me to even contemplate laying yeah. this amount of I'm, money down. And if my brother's listening to this, which he said he will do, so if he is, I'm 40 in two years. Just remember that. <laughs> and for your 30th, I, I paid for us to go to the void. Right, so I gave you a Star Wars experience for your birthday. Just, just, just bear that in mind. So I'm not you paid paying that much. Thirty quid. Thirty quid, right? Oh, and I bought my Nando's yeah. afterwards, right? So Me. you know, that, you know, that, that was a good ton that day, right? So, um, so I'm if not doing this. I'm, I'm not, not paying for this. Well, I'm not paying for it. But if my brother's listening and he wants to spend five grand on me, that that's great. That's fine. Or, um, <laughs> but does. What this, right, if this works, right, this is going to revolutionise. Because think about this, right? I mean, obviously, the Batu stuff is a problem, but it's almost not a problem. This, you don't have to build an entire Hollywood studios in Great Britain, right? You can build a Batu and a, and a galactic starship, right? Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. obviously, Disney, we're, we're, in a, we're in this climate now of global warming and, and everything's going to shit and flooding. You've experienced it. It's, it. You know, everything is going to shit. So soon, within 20 years, 30 years, we're not flying to Florida unless we've got solar-powered jets that don't do anything to the planet, right? Now... Star Wars could be at one of the film studios over there, near London, obviously. It could be in France. It could be in Paris. Dead easy, right? It, but then you take this blueprint that they're tweaking and, and changing all the time, and you've got Marvel, right? Then Universal or MGM or whoever does Harry Potter, I don't know, Right? They do a Hogwarts, so the possibilities are there. And you know, Paramount or whoever I don't know do Star Trek and James MGM do James Bond. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? I, I, am, I, I completely understand. I'm not saying that there's not a market for this. What I am saying, though, is that the market is, is too small. So, look at you mentioned Harry Potter. Right. Yeah. So at the moment we've got three Harry Potter theme park experiences. Right. We've yeah. got Hollywood, we've got Orlando, we've got Japan. Right. Yeah. 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 We've also in England got the studio tour. Yeah. Right. Now that's not a theme park experience, but it's a Harry Potter experience, right? You're walking on the actual sets that they made these films on. Yeah. Now, you know, a tour sounds boring. But at all doing that isn't boring. It's it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And the Harry Potter Wizarding Worlds are a lot of fun. And there's attractions there and what have you, right? So they are, to me, immersive experiences. When I went to Hogsmeade for the first time, you know, we almost cried because you you walk into this place and all of a sudden you feel you're in this Wizarding World. Yeah. Um, when you go to the studios... There's parts of that where you kind of tear up a little bit because you know this is this is di- this is the real Diagon Alley. This is the uh, Forbidden Forest, whatever, right? Um, 
these are the things that you know and love. So, and, and when I went to Black Spire Outpost, Galaxy's Edge, I didn't have that at first. I was so disappointed because I walked in the, obviously like the, the other entrance where Rise of Resistance was and there wasn't much there to see. So it looked like a lot of just foresty bits and nothing really recognizable. And then when you actually get into the main crux of it, you're like, okay, yes, now I feel like I'm in Star Wars. And that was emotional. The point I'm making is that they're already doing these quite emotive, um, realistic experiences without the need to jazz them up in a warehouse and charge you ridiculous sums of money to experience something. This is the first, right? I, 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 I get it, right? And like you say, it's a blueprint, right? So this could, this is either going to be a huge smash or it's going to flop. Now, I think initially it will be a huge smash. What what will be interesting is how long it remains that way. Is it going to be really successful for a year and then it starts to die off? Is it going to be really successful for six months and die off? Is it going to be um, really successful for six weeks and die off? Or is it going to be really... Um, you know, hugely successful for six years at which point it will be what else can we do this with now i <laughs> i said the other day give it five years this will be a deluxe hotel yeah and, and i don't think that's gonna necessarily be the case if i'm honest but, but p-dub said the same thing didn't he he said five yeah. years and this is done right as soon as this starts to wane, right this is cost I don't know, 100 million to build, as an example. I've got no idea, right? As soon as they recoup their money and it starts to wane, the price comes down. Yeah? And it will. And and where they need 10 actors, they'll, they'll tweak it, and you'll only need six actors, right? Also, this is, you make your choices. So, Again, if you're a multi-millionaire or you're just a millionaire, you go on this and you'll pay and it's two days out your holiday, but it doesn't matter because money's no object. You go down the good side and you go down the race side. The next time you go down the Kylo Ren side. The next time you go down the unknown X-Fighter side. You know, there's different storytelling elements throughout this that will get people who are wealthy enough and Star Wars fan enough to, and obviously these are going to tweak it, right? So there'll be collectible items, there'll be badges or buttons or pins or whatever you want to call them. And and at some point this will become a Mandalorian experience, Exactly, um, and in ten years' time, it will be the new Star Wars trilogy experience yes. because of the new films. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I, I I agree that this can obviously be tweaked and changed to whatever it wants to be, but or it can also be rolled out on every continent on the planet. Right. Yes, it could. Yeah. Does, and does I, and a I know that's where, a... I don't know where you're going with it. Yeah. Coming out of Liverpool on the M62, you're leaving Liverpool, you're on the M62, you're going to Manchester and all that palaver. You've got these super warehouses 
from Amazon and whoever else does delivering to, you know what I mean? All these big, giant, huge warehouses. This is not a problem. This, it's just got to be proof of concept. Make sure there's a market for it. The, the biggest problem for Star Wars is the new films because the, the Star Wars saga, the, 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 the Skywalker are, saga, the Skywalker saga, yeah, is is the thing that it that is Star Wars. What the, you know, even the Mandalorian is still set in that time frame and that universe. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, and it's and it's going. To, I mean, the, the thing is, like with everything, and this is the the crisis that Harry Potter's going through right now, right? You know, Harry Potter was done. So then they created um, Fantastic Beasts. And that has not been the smash that they were hoping it was going to be. And, you know, for various reasons, there's been issues behind the scenes. Um, But that's been a thing. So this was supposed to be what kept the Harry Potter interest going for another, you know, decade to 20 years, right? Yeah, he cocked up. He should have done the five or six years Voldemort was in school and she should have written them books and then people would be lapping it up because uh, that's the story you want to hear and and that's the that's the problem Star Wars is facing at the moment is yes said. because the Mandalorian we love the Mandalorian we might even do some more Patreon episodes about the Mandalorian but we will we will um okay good because yeah Kevin's itching to get on um Sorry, but but um you know that that is doing well and that's great but that's the now and like you say you know that is still very much ingrained in that time frame now these new star wars films that they're making are going to have no apparently no connection to the skywalker saga they're going to be set in a different time so you know in one way it's good because you get a blank canvas you get to start fresh but what you've got to do is you've got to get in a whole new generation of fans plus try and keep those original fans happy it's a tall tall order when you look at it so it's it's potentially never been done before it hasn't it hasn't has it because i mean even james bond who's had several actors play him it's still always within that that little niche. He's James Bond and he's a spy and he's doing whatever. And if you look at if you look at things like so, like Tron at, at one point, Tron was the uh, had the biggest gap between um, original film release and a sequel to it. And then Mary Poppins came along and tore that to shreds. You know, there was like a fifty over a fifty year gap between Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins Returns, and that had that, that same problem it had to appeal to the fans of the original film and it had to appeal to a new generation of fans and they had very mixed both of those films had very mixed results in doing so you know some of the original fan base hated tron legacy um but people that didn't like tron like tron legacy um and then there were there were fans like me who liked both films so now right this hardware this software is tried and tested and they build a tron experience and it's priced at a competitive price does nick go 
Yeah, but when you say competitive price compared to what? Competitive price to what we're looking at now with, with this. Well, a cruise, or... so it's the same price okay. as a cruise. Okay, so we're, we're talking, you know, less than half the cost of what we're looking at today. Um, yeah, because once, once you're at that point, costs have been driven down because yeah. now you've got the Harry Potter experience, the Star Trek experience, the Fast and Furious experience, <laughs> the Star Wars experience. It's, it's, a, it's a hard one. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why, right? So again, I'm going to use that example of the Void. So my, my biggest issue with the Void, actually, was the length of it. Oi, oi. Um, because, you know, the Void experience lasted about 20 minutes. So you get in, you start, you you do the whole experience, it finishes, you're out, right? Yeah. You know, the whole the whole thing from getting in there to starting it to getting out was about 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Wasn't long at all. That cost 30 quid. I don't know what it costs in America, but that's what it costs in the UK, right? That that was great, but if anything, a bit too short. I could have I could have quite easily done that uh, for a bit longer. But we're comparing something of an experience which is about twenty minutes to an experience that's over two days, yeah. and that's where it becomes a bit more of a of a of a thing for me. If this experience was a day, and I mean, forget you know, we're not comparing price. We're talking about the actual experience. Shut up, watch. <laughs> don't know why it told me that um if it was for a day rather than effectively two nights three days i'd probably be more interested in total for me it's the idea of being stuck in a building for two days yeah but that... you know what you're not gonna you're not gonna sign up to it and be shocked you what no, I've, no, I've, no, 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 exactly. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you is, is that that to me is one of the biggest hangups at the moment. Like the one thing that's always put me off cruises is being stuck on a boat at sea. But the difference with a, a regular cruise, obviously not what Steve was discussing on the last show, the staycations, is that you go out to sea and then every day or every two days, you're off the ship, you're going to you know, explore an island or whatever, and then you get back on the ship. You know, you get you get some time out of this. Um, and also, like I said, you've got decks, you can go outside, you can go swimming, you've got pools, you've got this stuff as well, you've got cinemas, you've got none of that, that stuff with this. So you are um, very much confined to a box, except for the times when they let you um, go to Batu for three okay. hours. Or we got we got it down to an hourly cost per person of about forty one dollars, right? Now you paid thirty pound for twenty minutes, and that's per person. So that all of all of a sudden, this doesn't seem. Yeah, I know it is. It, it is expensive. It, it is. is it, but the thing is, you, you, that's the same as if you took to break down a football ticket, right? Say it costs you 70 quid to go to Liverpool, go and see Liverpool. Yeah. Game, and it's a two hour experience. You know, once once you get in and you've got half time and you go and get a, a pint or whatever and you watch the second half of the game, you know, it's all done within about two hours, three yeah. hours, you know, tops, whatever. 30, right? 35 pounds an hour. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, but, but, 
that's that's your that's the that's the experience and that's what you're signing up to you're right if you break it down by an hourly cost then compared to other activities it's not that expensive but i'm choosing to do those experiences because of the length of time if i if that void experience was a day long event or something would i have been so eager to do it probably not the the appeal of something like that is that you know how long it's going to be and you know when you're going to start and when you're going to finish for someone like me that's quite important because that's how i kind of like to function um taking two days out of a, a florida holiday is a big ex- like a big time expense um for us for us it is but for an american even more so for an american because they're only going to the parts for you know normally an american will go to a disney park for no more than a week yeah at, that's at, a, at, top. at max yeah, yeah absolute max an, an american might might pull off five days yeah a long weekend whatever whereas they would do five days at the beach club or pop century or whatever they will now do two days at the starship galactic experience whatever it's called and then three days of pop and what and the other thing as well what's what's quite interesting is because of the time let, let's just say you're doing this as a three-day trip right you're getting off that ship at half past nine in the morning you're gonna to have to buy a theme park ticket to go to any park you want what what do you want that for me that's what i'm saying because they will yeah they will do that um, and you can't check into the new hotel, and 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 this is where it because uh, hello, uh, Mister Droid, um, or hello, Mister Stormship Trooper man, um, I'm staying at Pop Century later. Is my bags going to get transferred to Pop Century? Because I'm going to Epcot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where this. Oh, what is this? I'm a I'm an android and I'm from the planet Zorg. And the thing is, um, maybe maybe this is something they got set up and it's just not in the itinerary or, it, or it's not been mentioned. But you would think that the obvious thing to do is to have it. So when you depart at half past nine in the morning on on your departure day, that when you get back to um, you know the transportation uh, centre that they have there where you get your valet parking stuff that they have vans set up to move luggage so you just yeah. pop it in the van to the hotel that you're going back to you know you and obviously if you're not so. if you're not going to a hotel because you obviously you can you drive you know the idea is that you drive into this place right so if you're not if you're not doing that you can obviously put your luggage in your car but if you aren't and you want your luggage transported to a hotel so you can just check in later on, then you'd like to think that that's been organised. I'm sure Disney have already thought of that, but Most of them. the point the point's still there. So to me, this the biggest thing for me is the time and the fact that it is as long as it is. And it has to be as long as it is to justify the cost. I completely understand. But for me, two days effectively being stuck in a massive warehouse just does not Sound doing, appealing, especially at the prices. Some assaults, so uh, forward rolls and yeah. backward rolls and so karate theming kicks. It, so Oof. theming it to theming the it's a Tron or theming it to Marvel or something like that wouldn't change my mind. Or on, as on you that. said on the last episode, the Titanic experience. Take my money. Yeah, but the thing is, so they, they, they you know, places. In fact, I'm sure there was one on iDrive, wasn't there? A Titanic experience. 
Yeah, but they wouldn't do it like Disney. Uh, no, no. I mean, there was Disney, actually Disney would charge you twenty dollars for there the was, ice. There was an Australian theme park. There was a there was a Fox theme park in Australia for about a year, maybe two years, which actually had a, a Titanic um, experience. That's it amazing. was an attraction that you know you went through all the various bits of the film and the ship. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, you get should... to mess with Rose? No, you didn't get to mess with Rose, but you did. You did get to decide whether you were rich or poor, and whether you survived or died. Um, oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they went dark. They went dark. Um, so, uh, you know, I th- I think there are definitely people that will listen to all of this and say, "I'm sorry that you're poor, but this sounds amazing, and I'm glad that it's it's a you know." two night experience and this sounds like the best thing in the world there are going to be people that will definitely feel that way to me it almost feels like hell and the fact that it costs the price it does like you doesn't upset me but also helps emphasize the fact that this is not for me it's not just for me because it's a lot of money it's not for me for multitude of reasons so I just can't. And as I said, like, so if someone Nick's won the lottery, yeah, and you've you know, or the um, richer for life, ten thousand pounds a month for thirty years, Nick's just won that, and you are a Star Wars fan, so money's no object now. At that point. You've gone, really, you've gone really quiet. Have I? Yeah. Am I all right now? No. Am I all right now? A little bit. Am I all right now? No. Am I all right now? <sighs> Give up. Carry on. So, I've just dropped you. There you go. Okay. So, um, you've won the lottery. Money's yeah. no object. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's still not happy. Yeah. You, you still wouldn't do it. No. I, I, well, I, look, I agree. Look, look, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying 100 no, but I would say even with that being situation, you know, if, if my fortunes all change tomorrow, and suddenly I could, you know, afford what I wanted to do, I still don't think I'd throw down the money to do this experience. But money, like your Lionel Messi, you earn a hundred million a year at Barcelona, right? Your so money is literally not not relevant to you. It doesn't matter. Look, if the cost if the, if the cost of this cruise was an hour's wages to me, right? Which is effectively what you just said with like how much Messi earns, right? So yeah. if the cost of this cruise for four people was an hour's wage to me, so I wouldn't even notice it, I don't think I'd do it. And I tend to agree, because I wouldn't... Look, you're taking a shit on one of your bogs, and you've paid for the the top roof, so you've got eight people in it, and you've got two bogs, and you're taking a shit, and the first order kicked the door in, (laughs) and... to put a bag on your head and you want to torture you, which obviously they're not going to do, but could happen. I get it. No. I'm the same. 
Uh, it won't happen. Uh, you know what Americans are like. They'll but be but, 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 but the, the point is, is that for me, there are already these immersive experiences that exist. In Star Wars, you've got Galaxy's Edge. Uh, with Harry Potter, you've got Wisdom World, right? To me, Harry Potter now, Harry Potter to me looks looks bad because you walk into Diagon Alley in Watford, right? And Diagon Alley in Watford is what it's supposed to be. It's small, it's tight, it's compact, it's imposing. When you walk into Diagon Alley in Universal, it's wide, it's spacious, and it's basically void. Of, it, it's it's got three shops if if you're lucky, four shops, and it's spread out for crowds. Yeah, look, look, I I I understand, right? And it and it's not as accurate to the films as you know comparing what you see at the studios, right? Absolutely, I, I completely agree with you, but it still makes you feel you're in that world, and that's the point. Right, it's not about being a hundred percent accurate. It is about making you when you you saw my face when we walked into Diagon Alley, right? Yeah, you yeah. were filming me as I did that, right? You saw my face light up walking in there because for that split second I felt like I was in Diagon Alley. And you're absolutely right. If you analyze it to the nth degree about well, this shop isn't there or this is much wider than it looks in the films, or anything like that, then absolutely, right? It's not the same. But it still makes you feel enough that you're in the world that it's supposed to represent. When you go to um, Galaxy's Edge, now Galaxy's Edge has got the advantage that you are going to a place that's never existed before. So there are things that you recognise from the world of Star Wars, but also it doesn't look like anything you've seen before because you've never seen it before, right? Yeah. So with that, the same thing. When you get to the right bits, you feel like you are on a Star Wars film set. You feel like you're on a Star Wars planet. And that's what you want to feel. Going on a, going on a spaceship that you've never seen before in a film, so, to me, doesn't, doesn't solve, that doesn't answer so the question. Should they, should they maybe have put you on a, um, a Death Star? Um, I think if they put you on the, um, the 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 super star destroyer or whatever it's called, you know, like the big uh, pizza shaped ship, yeah. <laughs> then then yeah, that would make more sense because you'd be able to go right. This is I know what this is because I've seen this in the films. You are going essentially. Do you know what you're going on? You're you're effectively going on the um, Axion or whatever it's called in Wally. Or you're going. What what was the casino planet? Yeah, yeah. In the exactly. second film, was in, it? Uh, yeah, in Last Jedi. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So you, you're going on the spin-off of that, basically. The, the, the happiest, the happiest part of going to Galaxy's Edge was seeing the Millennium Falcon and getting into the the like the not the bridge area, the uh, the wreck area of the Millennium Falcon. Because when you got to that bit, it felt like you was on the Millennium Falcon. Because you knew Four. it, and that's what you want to get absorbed into. You're going on the Millennium Falcon in this. Yeah, but I can go on the Millennium Falcon without going on this. That's the point. 
and you'll be on your you'll be in your room and or whatever and the screen the the, the, the space outside you'll see the millennium falcon fly past and you'll probably see batu in the distance and you're getting close to batu and come yeah. on guys we've got a muster we're going to the batu right i get and i get that but also when you go to the art of marvel you'll see that kind of stuff in the skyline because you get well, to see like new york so yeah you know. and spider-man flies past yeah right so w- what difference is that except for you're not paying for it now look if this experience if this whole thing was the only way to experience galaxy's edge i'd absolutely understand this a lot more but one of the biggest draws of this whole experience is going to an area that anybody with a hollywood studios ticket can go to yeah but the, the only thing that the only thing it guarantees is that you won't have to worry about getting a boarding pass for rise of resistance you will get on smugglers run you might have to queue for hours but you will get on that attraction you're not going to have that luxury rise of the resistance unless you get a how would he how would he go on to make rise of the resistance fit the narrative to you being on the hotel that you're on do you that's, know what i mean that's exactly exactly Be, because so uh, is there going to be a different version of Rise of Resistance? No. Because it is I what don't... it is. They can't change it. Mm, they can't. They though? No, they can't. So... Literally be impossible. Because you go on that and you go on a, a transport to go up to a star destroyer or something, don't you? And he's up there, Kylo Ren, and it all kicks off. And then you get evacuated off it and you get rescued and you end up back on Batu. So you're going to go from your hotel down to Batu to get kidnapped by the First Order, to get took onto a different ship, to get rescued by the Resistance and put back onto Batu. To then get off, go and have your dinner. Oh, fucking hell. I got kidnapped there by the bleeding first order. And I'm having my dinner now. I'm having a Ronto wrap. Oh, shit. I've got to go and smuggle some gear now on on the, the Millennium Falcon. Oh, sound. Let's go and do that then. All right, then. Let's go. And they go and do that. And then you land back on Batu. And then, all right, you've had your experiences now. Come on, let's go back on the hotel. <laughs> Maybe they don't even need to go to Batu. Maybe you shouldn't even be going to Batu because that's a bit stressful. Well, exactly. So, I I just for me, looking at the itinerary, looking at the the dining and and everything like that, I think it looks like there there is some stuff there that could be quite fun, but there is nothing there that makes me go this is an essential excursion for a star wars fan this or, just seems to be a lot of like smart ideas that have been thrown together and people with more money than sense will just do because they can afford to do it and it's it's almost a bit of a status symbol i've done it do you know what i mean like i don't i, I don't think people yeah, will do it the because they think it's amazing the whole of disney is like that isn't he you know, no, it's not, and, I, and the reason why is because, and look, increasingly, look at, in, increasingly, it is. So, isn't until, it? You know, until until it costs you 
three times as much as it does today to go to Disney, people will be able to afford to go. Now, not everyone can afford to go, right? And we've, we've established that before. I mean, in a way, yes, anyone probably could because you can make that holiday as cheap or as expensive as you want. If you are willing to stay on iDrive, you can do a Disney World holiday for a few weeks for a couple of grand. But most people don't want to do that. They want to do the whole Disney thing, and that is expensive. But until it gets to a point where theme park tickets to go to the parks cost you, you know, $200 yeah, a day. It's all relative, something. isn't it? Well, not, yeah, to, because to an extent. It, to an extent. It takes it takes me two, two years to save up. Yeah, but it, do, it um, doesn't need to. It takes you no, two because of the holiday you want to do you don't exactly. have to have it. you don't have to have that holiday you could go every year no, if you wanted don't. to and stay in Morax. if i want to go and stay in a star destroyer then and i get a, a price up so in two years time it's going to cost me and my family seven or eight grand and i wanted i don't want to do it but say i do want to do it i know what i have to save up to go and do that experience so, yes, it is prohibitive, prohibitively expensive. And at the moment, a year out, we're not fully sure of what it's going to be. And, yeah, um, Raheem Sterling and his family and Wayne Rooney and, and his family and Peter Crouch and his family and... Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, at the moment, they're the people who are going to be doing this experience, then so be it. But I can still do it, but it might take me five years to save up to get to that point. Mm. That's, it's all relative. Oh No, of course it is. But, but for me, it's not just the financials. The financials are going to put an awful lot of people off, but to me, it just doesn't sound enough like an experience that I want to do. Uh, so it's a whole combination of things. The price, is, as you say, is obviously going to really uh, force people not to be able to go that might want to. But I think for the majority of people, if they turn around and say, right, I can spend two days doing a Star Wars experience um, for five grand, or I can go on a like Mediterranean cruise, or I can go on a Disney cruise um, to their exclusive island, or something like that um at plus you know a few days in the parks as well whatever i i I, I think people will do that i don't i think even big star wars fans will look at this and say i get enough enjoyment from what's already there to not have to do this cruise and that 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 to me is the point if galaxy's and, edge was a poor experience i'd say okay they need to have this star wars thing as well but they don't and this this is the this is the whole thing that Disney are going down now. So you as an individual and with your family can still go and do a Star Wars experience. You can still go to Batu. You can still go on the same rides. You can still eat in the same places that the people who are doing the Star Destroyer are eating. And that doesn't impact on you, right? Also, you can still go to Magic Kingdom and watch the fireworks and stand on Main Street, or you can do a dessert party, which is $100 per person, 
and you'll get some some desserts, some ale or some soft drinks and watch the same fireworks. You can go to Hollywood Studios and watch the Star Wars fireworks or you can do what I did and pay $100 per person roughly and get absolutely trolleyed on Star Wars cocktails, which I did, and then go and watch. So all this is, is another extension. You could do that experience 10 times over on your holiday. Of course you could. still be less than doing this two-day excursion. So you've got to, you've got to, give yourself to this experience you've got to commit to i'm stuck on this now for 36 hours and at some point people are going to say look guys i've had enough of this i'm 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 fucked off and they'll probably just say that's fine you've paid for the interactive experience which is two of um you can just sit that out you can just go and sit in the bar or you can go and do do whatever but you don't have to do it you've paid for it but you don't have to do it and i i personally again won't be doing this anytime soon but i'm not i'm not angry at the people who are doing it there's there's rich people there's there's middle people there's poor people this is set disney disney is not going to build a new theme park anytime soon they're not going to drive costs down the the cost of everything look you could go and stay two three years ago you could go and stay at a disney hotel you could drive 2017 we went and stayed at the beach club with our seven seaters me and phil at the seven seater each free parking free parking at the theme parks Disney decided they wanted to charge for parking at the hotels and then you got free parking at the theme parks, but you had to pay at the theme parks. And you would think it would be the other way around, but it was cheaper to stay at Pop Century and pay for the parking at Pop Century than to stay at the Beach Club and pay for parking at the Beach Club. But they're only doing what Universal do with their hotels. And all other hotels charge for parking at some point. Some do, some don't. You know what I mean? Disney is changing. And it's not for the better. It's absolutely not. And this is a symptom of that. And rest assured that if this is a success, which it will be, there will be a second Star Wars experience built next to it. And you might be on the Death Star for and you might be on the death star you might be helping build the fucking death star let's be honest i i I think the success of this is going to decide what they're going to do in paris because right now star wars is the only expansion that they are not working on yeah that was originally going to be one of the first ones to open that now is just or say the last time i saw photos of it is just filled you know, yeah. It's all cleared out, ready to go. It's um, gone off. The, it's gone off all the all the the paperwork. It's just disappeared. The Star Wars yeah. expansion has disappeared. Yeah, and so I think they're waiting to see what happens here to decide what the future is of that. Is it going to be Galaxy's Edge Part Three? Is it going to be a completely brand new experience, or is it going to be we're building this 
um, hotel and it's going to be whatever attractions we decide to throw at it. Um, so I think that's that's very much a possibility. Look, for me, like I've said earlier, I would much rather start, say, uh, um, an art of Marvel, an art of Star Wars hotel, that kind of thing, uh, and have that experience than, than this, where you're free to do what you want. You can come and go as you want. You know, you can do as little or as much of the stuff that they're doing as you want. You know, if you are not prepared to get involved in all the activities, you are wasting your money, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this, this to me is, is too much. Time's going to tell, right? We can't, no one is going to see whether it's going to be a, a success or a failure. At the prices they are, I don't think it's going to be a success. It will absolutely be a success at first because these things always are. But I don't think it's going to have the momentum. I think what we'll see is the price come down. And we've, like we always say, if Disney price something too high and it's not getting enough traction, they'll reduce the cost. If it's doing well, they'll probably increase the cost, if anything. So that's what we're going to see. We're going to see this launch. We're going to see it do well at first. And then what will happen next, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's it. But for me, this is something that I think is going to appeal to a real niche part of the fandom, and that's it. You know, in, in our little chat, I mean, obviously, because this is an emergency podcast, we've not been able to get everyone together, but we've been talking about it. You know, there were five Star Wars fans in that chat. Only one of us was interested in doing this. Which one? Was it Mr. D? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm not said, even sure. I'm not even sure that if if you know the price has put him off a little bit, but but the the itinerary he liked the sound of, you know. Yeah, and for him it was a it was a once in a lifetime situation. It was a one and done. This this has got rewritability. If you are um, wealthy enough to be able to justify the cost, right? And anyone can justify the cost for anything. We, we know people who have bought headphones for hundreds of dollars and people who have bought stuffed dogs or terrapins or whatever. If you can justify the cost for, the, for whatever you are passionate about, then all power to you. This is, what it, this is what it's about. This is for you. If you're a hardcore Star Wars fan and you are in a, a price point that you can afford this quite readily, it's disposable income, then all power to you. The more of you the book it, it'll become cheaper for the likes of me and Nick to afford. I'm I'm out. I'm not I'm not involved in this. If I Grace said tomorrow I want to do it, she'd be waiting until she was 17 before she did it, because I'd have to save up for it. And to be honest, you know. <laughs> There are going to be people that are going to be gifted these trips, right? Um, of or, or given, yeah. or given, or certainly given uh, big discounts. Now, that's not normally what we would uh, be invited into, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But if if Disney comped me to go, or, or comped one of us to go, I think we'd, you know, someone would have to experience it. But I don't even think I'd want to do it. <laughs> Still, don't you think would. I'd want to do it because you would. I, I, so I, Disney, Disney are flying you over for the long weekend, right? And you're going to go on this battle 
destroy you, whatever it's called, I can't remember. Right. And you're going to be there for two days and then you're flying home. You're going to be in, in Florida for a Halloween horror night, a long weekend, but it's going to be a Star Wars weekend. And they company you that, and you're going to be all like, yeah, all right. Okay, uh, okay. I suppose, I suppose I'd have to do it, but exactly, but it would, but yeah, that that would be the only reason why. And, and again, I suppose really because it's podcast content <laughs> more than anything else. It's but if I had five grand tomorrow that I had to spend on a holiday experience, I don't think this would be it. If I was given that- free choice. To yeah, spend but that money on something, I don't think I would. That's on you, personal. Yeah. I, if I was a massive enough Star Wars fan, you just get a credit card with interest oh, yeah, free, and you just pay for it, and you pay your credit card off over three years. Yeah. Whatever. I've just finished paying off Florida 2017 this year on interest free credit cards. Yeah. Literally last month, me and me and my wife paid two credit cards off honest to god swear down yeah i believe so, you so it's that easy if you want to do this enough you will find a way yeah and you will justify the cost well no no, no. i don't think you would justify the cost i think you would justify possibly doing it there is no justifying the cost when you are and again we looked at it earlier when you are looking at this costing twice as much as a real life cruise there is no justification for the cost when you when you throw in the fact that in terms of like what's included in this is what you would also get in a cruise so you'd get all your food paid for and everything like that right there is absolutely no justification for these costs at all but if you want to justify the experience in doing it yes you can i'm sure you can but no not not this guy, not for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think we covered it enough. Yeah, I mean, again, seven hundred and forty-nine dollars for a, a room with four people in it for two nights, five nine nine nine. Well, yeah, hang it? on, just 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 to clarify, that was the price per person. The five nine 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 is the actual price. It's going to cost yeah, you yeah. a total for four people. But again, the hourly cost was broken down $41 an hour, which is about £30 an hour. And and that's about, that's over double the average wage of a person in America. Of course it is. But... If you want to just... I. And also, just one thing on that, whilst you're right, if you break that down and go, well, the Void costs you uh, £30 for an hour or whatever, and you know this is only costing you 40 yes, it is. But then the Void was a one-hour experience. This is a 36-hour experience. Void so, was a 20-minute 20, 20 experience. Not, you know, the actual, the actual thing itself, but then a lot of this is just tooling around as well. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. You know, but it's it's not that far off, is it? If you were, if you could I, plug in, you would. It, in all honesty, if we broke it down properly, and that is what you're actively doing during that time, it's probably less hours than what we've actually calculated. Yeah, I mean, as you said, the first night it's finished at half eight. So what are you doing? 
Yeah. You're going back to your room to watch NBC. <laughs> no, you're going to be sitting in the Star Wars bar waiting for the, the canteen music to come on while you're drinking a $14 bleeding cocktail that's a luminous pink. Yeah. And shooting sparks out your arse. <laughs> but it's somebody's going to pay and they will. Absolutely. Absolutely. God love them. So, um, yeah. That's all we've got to say. It'd be interesting if you've made it this far into what you uh, want to do. So let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook. Um, oh, tell Facebook us. Groups. Uh, email us if you want to. We do actually monitor the email inbox nowadays, so we might actually read your email. Um, but yeah, let us know. What do you think? You know, are we too harsh? Have we been too negative? Because I'll be honest, whilst... I feel that we have been obviously quite negative towards this. It's not because I've wanted to. It's not because I've, I've aimed to. It's just going through this. This is how I generally feel. Um, I, I don't you know. think we've been there. I, my pint glasses are full on this. I'm never going to do it, but I'm not dismissive of the people who are doing it. The more people that do do it, the more likely it is that we will be able to afford to do it. Mm. So all power to them. Yeah. But yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would and, you be doing it? Yeah. And um, Craig has, because um, he's not going to be um, around for the next Universal show, he has put out on the socials um, about the finals for the attractions. Oh, yes. On that. So please, if you haven't already, go and vote there. It's on Facebook as well. Try and vote only once. We can't tell, but try and do it only once. And uh, we will do that on the uh, record on Monday. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? Because no. the Twitter vote, it doesn't matter if a thousand of these votes, it's only worth one vote. Okay. And the Facebooks, it's binary. So if the Facebooks all, all vote and comment, it's only worth one vote because the individuals on the show get to vote. So tough yeah. tits. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah. But anyway, so that's coming up. Uh, next and then we will see you um in just under two weeks now for another episode of disney parts and beyond where we will not be talking about this so much but definitely talking about run disney so uh we will see you then as r2d2 once said beep boop 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 beep 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 boop beep boop beep beep Craig, I told you we can't have swearing on this podcast. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.